Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve, your host. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This podcast is about how to be a better you. Sometimes we interview a variety of people to help you to look at things from a different perspective. Last week, we talked about understanding healthy boundaries. And one of the things I want to really pull out before I really want to go into this week's topic is the understanding about how couples need to be relatable. What I mean by that is sometimes we become so reactionary in our relationships that it causes a lot of pain. And sometimes if our childhood hurts have not been dealt with, these are what I call hidden landmines. These are landmines that have been caused from the past hurts, whether it be from childhood, trauma-based, from your school bullying, whatever the case may be, these are painful hurts that hurt you individually. That somehow that has been swept away into the conscience and often forgot about until we have a fight or a trigger point that heightens our awareness. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. When you have a five-year-old child who experiences their first actual thunderstorm, loud thundering sounds, flashes of light, I mean, this is pretty scary for a five-year-old. And the five-year-old acts kind of wonky, crying, hiding, shaking. Because think about a five-year-old. It does not have the experience, nor does it have the vast vocabulary of an adult. So therefore, how can you expect a child to explain how they feel when they don't have the experience or the words to describe how they feel or the emotion that's coming out, such as fear. They haven't been self-soothed. They don't like what's happening. What happens as that child grows into an adult? Well, as an adult, surely you have the experience of storms. You should be able to express your emotions, your feelings. Now, I want to pause right here for a moment and kind of backtrack a little bit, explaining what feelings and emotions are because they're two different things. In therapy, when I talk to my clients, we talk about feelings, especially when I do EMDR. Feelings are what your body feels, such as a tightness of chest, palpitations of the heart, rapid heart beating, feeling faint, feeling hot in the face because you're angry, tears. Those are feelings that the body feels. Then you have emotion. Emotion, you you know, is the two root emotions are fear and love, just like light and dark. But from fear and love comes out of the root are other emotions, such as fear produces anger, depression, sadness, and love should produce joy, happy, content, 
expression of intimacy. When we talk about feelings and emotions, what is this child feeling in the moment of being afraid of the storm? What is the child experiencing emotionally with their fear? They don't understand what they're going through, so they're going to act out intentionally because they're trying to get the adult's attention because they know the adult should come around and self-soothe and help them to self-regulate. But when it comes to our relationships, this fear, if it hasn't been dealt with as a child, tends to manifest itself in the adult mind. Sometimes it gets hidden in our mind, and when I call it hidden landmines. These are things that tends to trigger. I have a client who described her trigger points that her husband had said something to her and it triggered her. Now, her husband wasn't trying to intentionally hurt her, but the way he expressed it to her hurt her. Now, several things can happen when we become hurt. Remember, when we're faced with fear, our animal brain instinct, which is in the back of your head, it takes over. It's the fight, flight, freeze moment. Now, think about what happens in this moment here. As men, we have this innate ability because we are the top of the food chain, we're hunters. Therefore, we process thoughts and we act on our thoughts. And when we encounter a rattlesnake, immediately fear can be invoked because maybe we don't know how that snake is going to react. We know it's dangerous because we've seen our other tribe member die from a bite. So there's experience as an adult that we know about this rattlesnake can be a threat. Now, when you take this into a relationship, I'm not calling women rattlesnakes, okay? Yes, their bite can be vicious, okay? Ton in cheek here. The, the thing about where I'm going with this is that as a man, we have to remember that yes, women act and react on emotion. So that's like a rattlesnake. They're acting on emotion. They're going to strike. And immediately our defense, men's defense, rises to the surface here. But if we don't deal with the hurt from the past in the man, it invokes that reactive response to the woman. Now, you think about a woman. A bear is pretty scary. I mean, it's pretty scary to anybody if you haven't dealt with a bear. And so when this grizzly bear of a roar comes back out at her, now you have a snake and a bear. Who's going to win? Depends who bites first. And that's where we get into our fighting in our relationships back and forth because we're invoking a reactive defense mode here. And women's natural tendency, think about nature. 
um, pardon me because I cannot remember the name of the bird that lays its eggs on the ground but tends to uh, fake a wing that's broken and walks away from its nest to draw the predator to the bird instead of the nest. Well, a mother's instinct is the same way. A woman's instinct is to protect herself and her children. So she's going to be reactive like a snake to protect. But the man's reactive state becomes like a bear. And now we begin to fight. But how do we reduce this reaction? To, to reduce this reaction is to understand our fear. Because remember, fear is a root of an emotion here. And fear also causes expectation of someone. Well, I expect you not to yell at me. And this person is yelling at me, so now I become reactive in nature because I don't know what to do. My adrenaline kicks in and my animal instinct brain comes in because I've been traumatized in the past and I'm going to become reactive. Well, you try to slow this down in slow-mo and it doesn't work because we're heightened in awareness of based upon fear because of the adrenaline rush. And so she yells, he yells, and now we're arguing back and forth in our disagreements. But if we can just take a step, a step back, and if the man can take a moment and lead the relationship and how he leads is recognizing what state of mind he's in. Taking that deep breath, listen her as she is angry and be supportive. Validate her feelings. I understand you're really angry. And the woman should be able to take that as, okay, wow, yeah, I'm being striking. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm being reactive on my emotion. So she should be able to be careful about her posture so that we're not invoking the fear of reacting on emotion. This is where healthy communication comes into place. This is where healthy thinking comes into place. If we can work on fear, that will help us. But as we get older and we don't deal with fear, then we're going to continue to deal with fear. One of the comments by the listener says that, I think the fear of hurting the other person by being honest of our feelings is a big issue. And then another person about a relationship says, fear of putting your whole heart into a relationship too soon so not to be hurt again in any way. One of the things that we have to realize when we're dealing with fear or with another relationship, it's just recognize there's going to be pain. Pain because we're human beings. We're going to hurt one another. I mean, it's just nature in itself. You look at animals. Uh, I love wolves. And you look at how they play and they have a certain bite to let the other one know, hey, you're hurting me. Back off. And if we can just communicate in a healthy way and understand that when you dedicate yourself to a person, 
that should help to understand that we're going to reduce the fear. And reducing fear is remembering what state of feeling that we're feeling in our body, what emotion is being invoked, and then how we're going to be reactive to it. And it's just taking time to reduce because you have to think about anger for a moment. Fight, flight, freeze moment. When we encounter that fight, flight, freeze moment, anger, the natural body's response is to fight back or to run. But the blood in the body flows out of the brain right into your muscles ready to fight because that's where your adrenaline comes from. And it takes, a, usually research has shown, it takes about 30 minutes for that blood to return naturally. You hear stories about fits of rage where you have these people who stab other people 120 different times. That's rage. It's a blackout rage. Because the blood is not getting the oxygen to the brain to help the brain to, to think rationally. And it's being reactive in the animal brain piece that we have that continues to fight, 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 and it doesn't know how to stop because of the anger. And so one of the things I want to talk about is when we are dealing with each other, we have to remember that we have to be careful in how we react to one another. Fear does, is not a healthy response. Now, let me clarify. If there's no fret and to have fear, obviously fear is a natural response to whatever is there in your mind that has not been settled. Now, some fear is healthy, like walking in front of a bus. Yes, I'm afraid to walk in the front of the bus because I'm not Superman and I'm going to get hit. I get it. That's a healthy fear. But when we're in a relationship, we have to be able to understand our fear and our wounds from our past, from the childhood hurts. And when we think about fear in that little child that, in, that encountered that first storm that doesn't have the words and vocabulary, if it becomes trauma for them, then they try to invoke control as they get older. But when it comes to individuals and we think about this fear, you know, one person commented, I fear the rage it produces in another person. It's just not worth when it's not going into doing anything but creating havoc. Well, that invokes that response. We have this hyper trigger. You know, sometimes that woman invokes that reactive response and she's not meaning to. But then a man becomes reactive, he's not meaning to. Again, it's the hurts that we're not working on and addressing. Think about how fast our society is. Do you stop and take time to reflect? If, if you took your cell phone all day and didn't charge it, and you use it all day, what's going to happen? It's going to run out of power. Are you any different than a cell phone? No. Because we need to have recharge. We need to have a reset sometimes. 
And so by slowing our thought processes down, identifying the hurts and the fears of where things come from, we can work through these things. One of the things that we can do is, I understand your hurt. Repeat back that hurt. And then listen to that person of, how did I hurt you? Allow them to explain. Have empathy. Empathy is having a understanding that you hurt them, even though it may have not been unintentional. Now, what I mean by unintentional or in, unintentional hurt, one illustration that I like to use when people are feeling guilty or have a lot of guilt and shame over something they didn't have a control over is this example. Let's say you and I are driving in a car and as we're driving, another person is standing on the side of the road and they throw spikes out. Let's say it's your mom. And she throws tire sparks out there in the middle of the road and we wreck, we roll, we crash. Whose fault is that? Well, that's your conscience when it says whose fault is it because you're trying to make sense of the accident and you're trying to understand what really happened. But in immediate flash, we immediately assign blame because of fear because we want control again. What I forgot to tell you is your mom is new in the police force. She threw the tire spikes between the two axles of the vehicle. There's no way you could have done anything to avoid it. And there were some bad guys chasing us. And she got nervous and, in, and anticipated the wrong throw. So that's what I call unintentional hurt. But in the moment, we think it's intentional hurt. And so we have to look back how quickly do we assign blame because we become fearful because we're trying to control or make sense of something. When we're trying to have a relationship with one another, it's, oh my gosh, you hurt me because that's the experience of a little child. You've hurt me. I don't know how to explain it. I don't have the words. I don't know why it feels like you hurt me. But when we take the time to process and look back, did that person really hurt you? Is it a landmine response that something in the past has been stepped on and you hurt because it hasn't been dealt with? Now, I'm not trying to give the other person a patsy or a way out of things. I'm just saying, let's look at some things differently here. Yes, people hurt people. But at the same time, we can start working on our fears of understanding who we are by understanding our identity. By understanding our identity, we can start building healthy boundaries. But in order to build healthy boundaries is to understand our fear-invoked response so that we can lessen the effects of arguing or fighting with one another. You know, this country is founded upon differences of opinion. Think about that for a moment. You and I might disagree on something. But I should not be divisive and think, well, you're wrong. Or you think that I'm wrong. 
and don't have anything to do with me. Why can't we have a difference of opinion and build something better based upon our differences of opinion? This is how this country has been founded. Difference of opinions, whether right or wrong, we were able to build stronger because we were able to listen to one another's differences of opinions and come up with a better solution. We need to start working and addressing on our fear of hurt, of being understanding of our childhood hurt and where the nurturing aspect did or didn't come in in the time of our hurt so that we can build healthy relationships by working through our emotions, by understanding, hey, I'm not here to hurt you even though I have a posture of a, st of a rattlesnake that could bite you only because I'm being defensive out of my own childhood hurt. We have to be able to try to look past where things are at. Yes, people everywhere around us are hurting. Who's going to stop the pain of where we're at? Who's going to address the fear that's there? When we start working through things and addressing our pain, then we can become a healthier nation. Having a healthy relationship. But to wrap things up here, I want to talk about grace and mercy. The other flip side of fear is love. I have a client who her son was disgruntled and asked her to back off. And she asked, what do you think about me contacting my son? I said, I can't answer that for you. What did your son ask you to do? To back off, leave him alone? Okay. So what do you think you ought to do? Well, I'm going to call him. And if he doesn't take my call, then I'm going to cut him out of my will. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's contradictory because you say you're a Christian and then you're going to go stoop to his level and not give him anything? To heal a relationship is to the opposite. Give him the space, but at the same time, allow grace and mercy. Because if something was to happen to you, God forbid, and you leave an inheritance, then it's going to make him wonder did I do the right thing by ignoring my mom? Where is healing going to begin if we don't address the fear within? Just because we have pain doesn't mean that we can invoke pain. Yes, I understand pain is pain, but we need to begin to work through our pain and understand life is pain. Psalms 23, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. You know that valley is determined how we see it? But the length of the valley that you walk in is determined by how you react to the valley. Fear is reactive. Love is patient. Let, let's work on how do we address one another in our communication style. Being aware of the fear, 
but also how do we calm the situation down? When you have a height in a moment, you know, my dad was in law enforcement. One of the things that I remember is the worst call that you can go on in law enforcement is domestic violence. Because no matter how bad that other person doesn't like that other person at that moment, you bring in a third party, both of them are going to gang up on that law enforcement. Healing begins by addressing our fears. Until next time we meet, be safe and stay kind. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind. Thank you.